wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to Titus. Let us be attentive. Titus, my son, the saying is sure. I desire you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to apply themselves to good deeds. These are excellent and profitable to men. But avoid stupid controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels over the law, for they are unprofitable and futile. As for a man who is factious, after admonishing him once or twice, knowing that such a person is perverted and sinful, he is self-condemned. When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me in Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to speed Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their way, and see that they lack nothing. And let our people learn to apply themselves to good deeds so as to help cases of urgent need and not to be unfruitful. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. And grace be with you all. Amen. Peace be unto you. Let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be unto all. And with your spirit. Reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Let us be attentive. Glory to The Lord said to his disciples, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Think not that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets, I've come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, truly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not a yoda, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so, shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But he who does them and teaches them shall be called great Kingdom of heaven. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The former Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger, once asked his assistant to prepare a certain report form for him. The assistant worked on it day and night. Finally, having completed the task, he turned it in to the office for his boss to receive it, and even in less than an hour, Kissinger sent it back with a note attached saying, do it again. <laughs> the assistant stayed up all night doing the report again, and in the morning, turned it in. Within an hour, Kissinger again returned the report and with the same note, do it again. After rewriting the report a third time, the assistant delivered it to Kissinger personally, handed it to him, and he said, sir, I have done the very best I can. Then Kissinger replied, in that case, I will read it now. Brothers and sisters in Christ is not only one, a Christian, is not only one who works, but one who does his very best. Not only one who believes correctly and in an orthodox manner in Christ, but one who does what Christ said. In short, a Christian is not one in name alone, but in the very way of life. Today's epistle of St. Paul calls us, in fact, and he says it twice, to apply ourselves to doing good, to do what we believe, to make our faith active, vibrant, alive, a living faith. I desire you to insist on these things the great apostle writes to St. Titus, the bishop of Crete, so that those who have believed in God may be careful to apply themselves to good works. These are excellent and profitable to all. And let our people learn to apply themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not to be unfruitful. So wrote the great apostle. Our faith in Christ, which is invisible, of course is made visible through love, specifically through good deeds that are born of love. In his letter to the Ephesians, again, St. Paul says this, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that we should walk in those good works. As new creatures, as having been reborn through holy baptism into a spiritual mode of being or existence, we are called as a new creation in Christ to walk in Christ's footsteps and really to live as he lived, to live his holy life through our own good actions. When the owner of a vineyard examines his vines, he's not looking for pretty branches, but he is looking for fruitful ones. He wants his grapes. So we, the branches, of course, if we are truly attached to Christ, who is the vine, will produce 
indeed those fruit of good works. I am the vine and you are the branches. We know the well-said gospel passage of our Lord. He who abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We have been created and recreated in Christ for good works. St. James, we know very well, describes a living faith in his epistle. What does a prophet, my brethren, if a man says he has faith but has no works, can his faith save him? If a brother has no clothes and is lacking daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving him the things needed for the body, what does a prophet So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. We say we believe in Christ, but do we do what he says? We cannot offer just lip service. Do we offer him our very best efforts? Do we love our neighbor as ourselves? Do we forgive those who have wronged us? Do we apologize if we have done wrong? Do we give sacrificially to others, to our church, treasure, time, and talent? Do we humble ourselves before one another, before God, before his church? Do we obey the commandments of Almighty God and put them into practice? Do we love God above all else, spend time with him, converse with him, pray to him? The ancient church, we read in very early writings, abounded in good works done for Christ and for the glory of God. Having been made a new creation in Christ, as St. Paul says again and again, those early Christians began to produce new deeds almost never before seen that astounded the pagan and unbelieving world. One of the earliest recorded defenses of the Christian faith given by St. Justin Martyr just a snippet from what he said, reads this way. Before we became Christians, we used to value above all else money and possessions. Now we bring together all that we have and share it with those in need. Formerly, we hated and killed one another, and because of a difference in nationality or custom, we refused to admit strangers within our gates. Now, since the coming of Christ, we live in peace. We pray for our enemies, and we seek to convert those who hate us unjustly, wrote this early apologist. Let us also remember, brothers and sisters, how Jesus described his own mission and ministry of this breaking in of the kingdom of God and its ways into this world, into our world. What did he say? He talked about preaching the good news of the gospel to those who are spiritually poor, liberty to those imprisoned by sin, gaining of godly sight to the spiritually blind, freedom to those oppressed by the demons, protection of the innocent and the defenseless. These are the good deeds of God's love. If we remain attached to Christ, Brothers and sisters, 
abiding in him and he in us. Who is our life-giving vine from whom all grace flows? Our lives as Christians will necessarily be adorned with the fruit of many good deeds. And we will, quote, work heartily, whatever our task may be, as serving the Lord and not men. Colossians 3, 23. And then the promise of Christ, which we heard this morning, will be fulfilled in each and every one of us. Let your light so shine before men so that they may see and observe your good works. And therefore, they will give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And to him, together with his Son and the Holy Spirit, be the power and the glory now and ever to the ages of ages. Amen. Let me stand at this time.